Next on BYU Sports Nation, what was the highlight of the 2018 BYU football season? And was it a moral victory? Did BYU football over, under, or achieve this season? We will attempt to answer the question. I'm whelmed by your question. <laughs> and Fred Warner of the 49ers joins us. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is great to have you on Tuesday, December 18th. We are one week away from Christmas, people. That is awesome. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is playing elementary school daddy, so I'm teamed up with proponent of No Sleeves December, mm. Brian Logan. Yeah. If you're outside, you're the, you're the guy that puts Vaseline on your arms Vaseline, yep. and says, I am tougher than you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I'm really not that tough. Um, <laughs> but against it's, Wyoming it's, it's in strategy. 2009, you were. Oh, yeah. It's strategy, man. And sa- same thing, well, Colorado State, it was like a blizzard. And uh, we went out and we said, you know what, guys? Like, we, we're not going to get punked by, by Mother Nature at all. We're not going to get punked <laughs> by this team. She's undefeated. And we're not going to get punked by Mother Nature. So whip out the Vaseline and let's plug our, cool, our, 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 um, our, our, uh, our, our sweat glands and make sure yes. that we stay warm. And you look tough and you won the game. Did you have an interception I, in the game? I had an interception. Two pass breakups and a tackle for loss. Holler. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was tough. Today is a tough show, man. We've got Fred Warner in 15 minutes. What the communication is like is the middle linebacker with the speaker in his helmet. Uh, Lauren McClain has a Christmas surprise for a couple of fans of BYU Sports Nation. That's coming up in 30. And we will check in on BYU football in Boise in 40 minutes with senior offensive lineman Austin Hoyt. How was the bus ride? How was the potato packing uh, yesterday? Much, much uh, more from Boise and with BYU football coming up in the program. But first, today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football arrived in Boise via bus yesterday and began preparations for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Cougars beat Western Michigan in a meal packaging competition as part of the Tackling Hunger Project. Dylan Colley says the Cougars are already winning. Uh, we tackled the fight for hunger for Albertsons. Uh, you know, had a nice little assembly line going to fill some bags for uh, those who need some food in this area, and uh, it was a good time, and we, we won the competition. I think that's the most important part. I feel like the most important part is the service. <laughs> Am I off on that? Uh, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Brian, BYU's already 1-0 this week versus Western Michigan after winning the uh, potato pile. Very important. Very, very important. And according to Dylan Colley, winning is the most important thing. Yes. Uh, winning really is the most important thing. <laughs> uh, Adam Pulsfer, by the way, recognized by the Bowl Committee with the Humanitarian Award. This used to be the Humanitarian Bowl, remember? Today the Cougars lifted, and they are practicing as we speak. They'll participate in a winter sports day later today. Team Tay-Tay and the New Orleans Saints beat. Who, who's Tay-Tay, for those who don't T- know? Team Tay-Tay. Taysom Hill. I don't mean Taylor Swift. When, when I say Yeah, when, when I say, you say Tay-Tay, I'm when I say Taylor Team Swift. Tay-Tay, yeah. I'm not talking about Taylor Swift. I'm talking about Taysom Hill. Him and the New Orleans Saints beat the Carolina Panthers 12-9. And Weird score. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Um, the best player in the universe, Taysom Hill, had one rush for 17 yards in that game, which helped... The Saints advanced their record to 12-2. and two. You could argue they're the best uh, team in football. They're really good, man. 
Uh, BYU women's volleyball finishes fourth in the final ABCA coaches poll. BYU finished the season 31-2 and behind Stanford and won the national championship over Nebraska in five sets. Uh, Stanford, Nebraska, Illinois. One, two, three in the final poll. Nice. Kyle Collinsworth of the Raptors, 905, scored 20 points and grabbed 10 rebounds versus the Grand yeah. Rapids Drive. The Raptors affiliate lost the matchup Who cares? 110 to 105. Your boy Kyle Collinsworth got a 20 and 10. Hey, man, that's all, that's all that matters. That's just just as, as Dylan. We're, we're, the G we're League. <laughs> yeah, who won the G League title last year? Who cares? All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Yesterday in the Deseret News, Jeff Call penned an article reviewing the 2018 BYU football season. In it, Call asked BYU Athletic Director Tom Homel his highlight of the season. Tom said the following, quote, Jumping out to a 20-0 lead at Utah, he said. Even though we lost the game, it proved to the players they're very close. There was a fine line between wins and losses this year. And this offseason will be an exercise in overcoming those obstacles that held us back in those close losses, end quote. Brian was going up 20 to nothing on Utah, the highlight of the season, in your opinion? Uh, that would be a negative. Uh, no. Um, nope. <laughs> you know how many, how many more ways I could say it, but to me, it's, it's Wisconsin, man. Um, you know, I, I kind of get where Tom is coming from in regards to, you know, the, the potential of the next year. And, and I would say that that first half, man, probably – um, just off the top of my head right now at this moment, was probably the best football that BYU has played that we've seen. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, best half. So best best by, half. By so, far. Yes. So, so in regard, that's what I, I believe he is, where he's coming from, right? But, 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 but the question wasn't what was the best that, half. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. What the I just, look, look, I just love Tom as former corner. Like, we got, I could just have his back, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to have, give the fans some insights of what he's thinking. Now, going back to the question, it's Wisconsin, dude. Like, I, on Monday the next week, I was able to walk around with my BYU gear, swag on, doing whatever I want. I cut people in line at Walmart. Like, man. <laughs> no, you didn't. I know I didn't. But you get my point on what I'm saying. There's like, a mom with 100 <laughs> groceries. You're cutting her hey, off. Uh, where did, hey, where'd you go to school? Yeah, okay. Um, but check this out, man. Uh, the, the bottom line is this. When you, when you look at the highlight and the highs, you know, it's something that I feel like you, you, you're you able to ride over a longer period of time. And a first half just doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? But going from the, the end of the Wisconsin game all the way to the next game, you know, you got a good seven days to, to ride that wave. And, I, well, and, it, was I feel, a two, and it was a two-week wave. Because oh, you yeah, beat McNeese, yeah. you go from 25 to 20. Yep. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, for me, the first half, talking about first halves is moral victory stuff. Yeah. And, and although I do agree that that was a highlight, it's not the highlight in my opinion, um, I'm with you, Wisconsin. At the time, Wisconsin's ranked sixth and has a 41-game win streak at Camp Randall. Right. And what does BYU do? They out-physical, they out-muscle the Wisconsin Badgers, and it was awesome. We kicked the door Actually, down, and we great. walked in the living room and slapped them yeah. on. Bam! Uh, no, we don't slap anybody. <laughs> but at the end of the day... Wisconsin was 7-5, and five. so perhaps it taints that win in a way. But yeah. I, I'm telling you, though, most of how you feel about a win is how you felt at the time. Right, okay? exactly. Because after the 2009 season, we didn't say, oh, the Oklahoma win was nothing. They were 8-5. and five. We said, no, we stormed University Avenue and the airport and Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and it was awesome. So that was fantastic. To me, the highlight of the 2018 season was beating Wisconsin at Camp I, I agree with you, man. And, and I would say, you know, e emotionally was very, very high. Um, and then it, it, it was kind of disappointing because the rest of the season, you kind of saw the ups and downs. Um, and I think a lot of fans, 
and, and even myself, it's like, well, well, what do we hold the standard to for this team? You know, when you, when you see that the very highs of Wisconsin and then you see some of the lows and the losses. So, you know, with that being said, Jerem, is, is making a, and winning a bowl game the very, you know, basic and the new standard for BYU football? Okay, it, this is based on something I said yesterday, I think. Um, I've held on to the Bronco Mendenhall standards for a long time. You played for Bronco. You love, love Bronco. Love you, Bronco. Which was? To win 10 games, finish ranked, beat Utah, win a bowl game. Am I, am I off on that? Nope. Those are right? right. Yep. Okay. Accurate. With the increased difficulty of the schedules, which has been well documented by me here, I think a new standard <laughs> is in order. We have eight years of empirical data. We don't have to guess. We know, right? So to me, I'm going to expand what I said yesterday. Beat your rivals. That's a goal, obviously. And those are Utah. Utah State has won two in a row against BYU yep. and Boise State. Get to a bowl game and then win that bowl game. And that's it for me. Keep yeah. it to, like winning 10 games, uh, being ranked at the end of the season is highly unrealistic given how tough the schedules are for BYU football in my yeah. mind. A lot of people come at me and say, well, why not just go back to a group of five conference? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying pull back just a touch. Instead of scheduling five-plus power fives where BYU has won 38% of its games in independence against power fives. So if you sign up for five, you're losing three typically. BYU does not have a winning record against power fives in independence quite yet. Couple t- well, sorry, one year, 2014, 3-0. You played bad Virginia. You played Texas, who wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. And you beat Cal, who had a losing record. And, and, okay? and, and, you so, know- so to me, it's about... Uh, winning more than scheduling. People want both. Sorry, that ain't happening. No, no, it's not. It's, it's life. You just, it just, it's not gonna happen like There's that. There's too much weight on the bar. It, Be I, realistic. I, I would say this too. Potentially, you know, you could schedule Power Five schools that are lower tier. Um, traditionally, however, yeah. traditionally, however, yeah. though, you know, the, these schedules are and these games are so far in advance. Right. You really don't know. You get one good coach and you and things turn around. It's like, man. That's going to happen with USC what, with right. Cliff Kingsbury when I had, as the OC next When year. I had planned, I had, when I scheduled at times, like when I scheduled them, the plan Was- was we can That go happened with them. Washington. Right. When BYU scheduled this game, they were not a top 15 program. Right. Okay. In fact, BYU beat them, you know, a, a couple years ago in Provo. You played in that game yep. in uh, 2010. <laughs> I, I still want the best of the best. I just don't want a ton of them. Like, does that make sense? I think. Well, I think what you said was as far as the strategic way. You, we, we talked about this um, before the show. You know, having to play Wisconsin and then Washington in the same month, right? Yes, or, and Arizona and Cal, three on the road. And, and, like and it's too much. It, it is now. Obviously, there's there's a lot bit more things that are going on as far as you know, it's hard to schedule these type of teams during conference, so it makes sense to be front loaded or whatever the case is. Yes, but it's showing that it's too much. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, we can't argue. It's the, it's the data, man. The data, data, data rules everything around me. You know what I mean? Like, I want my decisions to be based off of yeah. data, black or white, not gray, because I have this warm, fuzzy feeling of butterflies and rainbows. And at the end no, of the day, the thing I care about the most is winning. I do not care about scheduling or, or piling potatoes into a sack more than I care about winning. And BYU football is 6-6 six and six this season, going for a winning season in the bowl game. That's really important. Uh, when you look back at 2018, Brian, did BYU football over, under, or achieve? I'm going to give you two answers. Season? I'm going to give you two answers, man. I'm going to have to get up for this one. So first and foremost, to answer your question directly, I would say they have achieved. So not over, under. Nope. They achieved. They, they achieved. Okay. And, and when you look at last year and you, you know, look at going to the beginning, the very start of the Arizona game, what, what, what did we all say? Have a have a winning record, you know. Show that you guys have made some progress. Get to a bowl game. 
And we were and we were like, if you guys do that, man, we sh- we shutting down Provo, Orm, Spanish Fork, everything. <laughs> no, everything. We're, we're no, shutting we're down not. all of Utah County if you guys can do those things. So Wow, the standard is really low. I'm just saying you fast forward to right now, right? <laughs> we asked me this question. And we can say that they did that, right? There's more wins. They, they made it to a bowl game. Still, you know, yet to yet to be determined if how they how they do. But we would say we would say that they achieved that. Now, however, when you look at the season and the ups and downs, what we've been talking about recently, I would say that they underachieved, man. Because it's, they I, started three and one. Because 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 to me, outside of this question, expectations they change, man. Yes. They they change constantly. I don't in just life in general. And so when you see. The good start, the uh, beating a ranked team in Wisconsin, which we all assumed. I'm just they, ranked sixth. It, it, well, and we all assumed that they probably weren't going to finish strong. We said, you know, compa- I said on the Thursday of that week, if BYU beats Wisconsin, then Wisconsin Dude, wasn't that. And good. then you, and then what'd you follow? I hate up? being right about what'd that. What'd you follow up with that? You said Oklahoma, 2009, right? Yeah. And and we were like, yeah, yeah. And so with with that being said, man, when you when the expectations or when you saw the the play. The expectations changed for me. So with that being said, I would say that they underachieved. I say they achieved. The goal before this season was to get to a bowl game. And I, I believe my prediction was spot on, 6-6. Six and six. Maybe I said 7-5. and five, I can't remember. Um, but it wasn't a high expectation. And that's right. kind of what I'm getting at with the last couple of years is post-Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, we always 10-15, and 15, right? Like this team has struggled. But we're giving this team the benefit of the doubt to a degree, a la 2010, your senior season, Mm -hmm. because there's a first-year OC, there's a freshman quarterback. This was a building year. And you started the season with the senior quarterback, and you thought maybe that would yield something. But unfortunately, to me, the schedule was just kind of too tough. If this team plays in the Mountain West this year, this is at least an eight-win team. At least, if oh, not we, nine. We're we winning 10. We're winning 10. We're winning 10. 10? Wow, okay, I disagree, 10. but I think eight or nine. We're winning but, 10. But I would, I'm not saying I want to go back to the Mountain West. I'm just saying I think there needs to be a new standard in independence because these schedules are so tough, and BYU gets banged up. Zane Anderson goes out. That's why I three. believe that they would win 10. because Paulo is hurt and the, it, not around, right? You have to move Sione. The difference, man, I'm telling you. All the running backs get hurt. The like, dip, that's what I'm saying is the injuries, dude. That's why I believe we would win those 10 games. We Not only will you not have the drastic, you know, uh, injuries like Zane where it's, you know, completely ending, the, you know, in your entire season, but the, the smaller nicked up and banged things like, uh, like, like Squally. He has and multiple and, concussions. And, and, and ankle. gets hurt. That's what I mean, man. All these guys. Matt Hadley. We didn't like, have, have that in Mountain he, West. BYU was playing Matt Hadley at running back. Like, how desperate did they become That's to not, say, hey, we need you. And guess what? Matt Hadley was actually pretty good. I, well, I enjoyed that. Our question of the day is the last question. Did BYU football overachieve, underachieve, or just straight achieve last season? Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Wayne on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Kyle Webb on Facebook. Achieved bowl eligibility, which was the first goal. They sure did it in a roundabout way, though giving false hope. But at the end of the day, <laughs> they were competitive in every game but one. Started seven to eight freshmen on offense. I'll take it. And we, wow. I believe we do give the benefit of the doubt to this team because of how many freshmen played. Through giving that, false hope. That well, just... the false hope was BYU's 20th and ranked... Uh, and three and one, right? I'm just. And I'm then they play Washington, and then it's like, oh, gee. I've been trying to figure out a good <laughs> word and phrase for my whole career, man. Like that right there is beautiful. Thank you for that, Kyle Webb on Facebook <laughs> at Wilkerson underscore Gene on Twitter. Six or seven win season is never an overachievement. I I agree, unless you're just like two wins every year, right? And then right. like when Virginia 
got, had a good season with Bronco. That was a bad program. All of a sudden, they're in bowl games every year now with Bronco. Yep. Now they're like, hey, we have a new standard. Yep, new standard. And unfortunately, exactly. that's kind of gone down with how t- – I would just like Cougar Nation to acknowledge how tough the schedules are. That's all I'm yeah, saying with my is. whole yeah. – I got you, man. I'm with you. I got you back. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, a Christmas surprise for some BYU Sports Nation fans in today's Between the Lines. You're going to love it. And why is it that we decide to have Fred Warner on two days after his 49ers beat my Seahawks with bowl eligibility on the line? Like, the, the, the <laughs> timing of that is rather interesting. Fred Warner's coming up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Go, Niners. You're not from the Bay Area, too, right? I know that. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Coach Rose, Zach Salius, and Andrew May join Greg Rebell, my favorite Canadian. Yes, over Drake and Justin Bieber. Wow. To discuss Cougar Hoops today at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We're live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem. He's Brian. We're getting close to Christmas. We are a week away. Thanks for joining us. Uh, You can listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand. You can download the podcast. Uh, or you can watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. Experience it whenever, wherever you would like. Uh, now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is a friend of the program, a former Cougar. He is making us proud in the NFL. His name is Fred Warner. Fred, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Man, great to be back. How you guys doing? We are good, uh, but probably not as good as you. Uh, I've been joking with our producer, Ben Bagley. Oh, we've been trying to get Fred on all year, and then we finally get you on two days after you beat my Seahawks when the playoffs are on the line. So congratulations on the win. I'm especially happy for you, but not for my Seahawks. Man, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure they still still, uh, are in the playoff hunt, so you know you still got that. Don't worry. I can have the best of both worlds. I can have you succeed and my Seahawks win. There you right? go. Yeah. So, so how, sure. how's your rookie season going? Um, you've piled up 105 tackles, which is top 20 in the NFL. Uh, obviously, you want a little more success with your team, but how's it going for you? Uh, for me, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. You know, I, uh, like you said, we haven't had the, um, the season that we wanted, of course, and so that makes it kind of tough. But, um, you know, individually, I feel like, you know, I, I always say that before the season, I didn't really see myself having as big of a role. Um, I mean, I did and I didn't. You know, I wanted I wanted as big, the the role I have, but I just I, I just wasn't sure just the way the the depth chart and the people I had in front of me. So, um, you know, I got my opportunity and I kind of just ran with it. And uh, you know, it's been it's been great ever since. So, Fred, what would you say is the the biggest difference between? NFL and the talent that you're facing week in, week out, um, you know, versus versus your college season and, and college career? Yeah, I think uh, uh, you kind of said it, like, about, um, you know, the talent you're facing week in and week out, every single team. Like, the talent difference on every team is, is very small, if any, like, if any difference. Um, you know, I feel like any week a team could win. And I kind of, I think you see that, you kind of see that every week. Um, you know, teams beating different teams, and um, that that just means that your level of preparation and the level of detail that goes into every single week um, is amplified. So, you know, I feel like that's been the biggest the biggest change is my level of preparation that goes in every day, and uh, you know, for getting ready for that opponent. 
105 tackles this season. You talked about how you wanted a big role, and you have had one as the middle linebacker for the Niners. So what has led to your success this season, Fred? Uh, I just feel like from early on, obviously, I, you know, I'd never played middle linebacker or given calls before. And so the thing that kind of helped me uh, early on in, in training camp and OTAs and in the season was kind of just making sure I was catching on. I was learning things uh, as quick as I could. And, you know, I, know, I wasn't making the same mistake twice. And I feel like that's what kind of hurt guys a lot, in, or not guys, but like kind of rookies in general. Um, because the game is a lot faster at this level from compared to college. Um, you know, everybody's just fast. Even, like, the the offensive line is fast. You know, all the tight ends are fast. So you can't really just rely on your athletic ability. So um, putting in that film study, being in your book, and, like I said, not making the same mistake twice and just continuing to get better and better every single day, that's, what, that's what's kind of helped me. So, Fred, I didn't realize this um, until just now this morning. Um as the middle linebacker, you have the green dot on your helmet. You get the speaker, mm -hmm. and, and you receive the defensive calls. What's, what's that process like? And, I mean, how is it to have some, a mic and somebody talking to you, you know, while you're trying to prepare for the next play? Yeah, it's cool, actually, uh, to kind of break it down. I mean, I, I, it's, not, it's not that complicated. You just, I'm just out there. Uh, and like you said, I have the dot on the back of my helmet, so there's there's a mic in there. My DC, he'll um, he'll just uh, what's the, what's the word? He'll press a little button on his on his mic set, and then he'll just tell the call to me, and I have to give it to the rest of the defense. Um, if I need to tell the the rest of the defense something that he wants to tell them, he'll just obviously have to go through me to get to them. Um, but sometimes, you know, he'll try and he'll be trying to like tell me, you know, a bunch of different things, and I'm trying to just get myself lined up <laughs> and i'll just have to like turn over i'll have to turn to him and just like wave my arm like no 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 stop stop like <laughs> trying to get him to you know to stop but shut up um now what's what's the rule he uh, can't hear fred right he can't hear you or can no, he so that's the thing like it's just a on, speaker would, yeah early on i would unknowingly like just try and talk back to him <laughs> I knew, even though i knew he couldn't hear me i would just it was happen by habit and i think i still do sometimes <laughs> um but i mean sometimes the mic cuts out um for some reason and i can't i can't hear him or they're going fast on the ball and i might and i have to have a play ready just to to you know yell out to the defense to get them lined up wow um and so and sometimes i might i may even like override him uh not not as much but if he he might give a call out late and then try and change it last minute, and I'm just like, you know what, it's you know it's too late, so they're getting lined up. I'm just going to keep it where where it was. So there's a lot of responsibility that that uh, comes with you know the mic, and I think I just have to prepare that much harder every week just to make sure I'm the most prepared out there to get everybody lined up. You always want to make sure you have your helmet, of course, because it fits your head. But you, of all people, have to have your helmet, right? Like, you know where that thing is at all times. Oh, at all times, yeah. That's, uh, that's the money right there. You can't drop that. One of my favorite moments at BYU as the sideline reporter was seeing against UCF in 2011. BYU gets an interception. I think Kyle Van Oy tips the ball. And Jake Keeps cannot find his helmet. He could not oh, find man. his helmet before they go out. I, I can't remember if they called a timeout. But, yeah, we're talking to Fred Warner, the – 49ers middle linebacker. Um, well, when was playing in the NFL a goal for you, Fred? And what's it like to uh, live that out? 
man, I think I think it was a goal just from when I was a little kid. Um, you know, I feel like everybody kind of dreams and and wants wants to attain that goal. Uh, it kind of be, started becoming more real when when I got to college and probably just like my sophomore junior year, I started to figure out like, okay, I think this you know this could be a you know a reality. And so I just continued to work even even harder and harder. Uh, you know, to become the best player I could and and put, you know, put this stuff on tape and just be a good teammate. So, and then uh, it finally happened. So, Fred, we all come to that point where we start to see our goals to, to become realistic and, and we say, you know what, this is this is a real opportunity. I really have a, a chance here. Um, and you start to, to, to change the way you do things in routine, um, just like you alluded to. When, when other players you know, get that aha moment in their college careers, um, what advice would you give them in order to uh, do the things that they need to, to to attain the goal of getting to the NFL? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like uh, I always say that you got to be different. And what I mean by you got to be different is, you know, a lot of the guys, everybody's always going to want to do just like the bare minimum. You know, everybody's going to want to just do the team lifts. Um, everybody's going to watch the tape when you're in your positional meeting. Um, and so by being different, you got to be able to, when people are going out or, um, you know, wanting to do something else besides, you know, go in the weight room or go run extra sprints or, you know, it sounds cheesy, but like those are literally the things that you got to do uh, to separate yourself because if you're doing what everybody else is doing, then you're just going to be when it comes on when you comes to game day you're just going to perform like everybody else can perform but you got to be able to separate yourself uh, from everybody else on the tape so when a NFL scout or you know GM pulls up the tape they're seeing they're like they're literally just seeing you on every single play so being different that's that's probably what I'd say Preach. being different I, I love it let's wrap with this uh, how do you feel your brother Troy has played at safety this year and what do you think of the uh, 2018 BYU football season yeah, I think he's. I think he's done well. Um, you know, early on, he, you know, I think he kind of probably started a little slower because of the foot, um, and he had to try and gain his confidence back in, in, in that. But I feel like every single game he's gotten better. And towards the end of the season, especially when I came and watched him play in person, uh, you know, I was really happy with with how he was doing. Um, and so I'm really, really excited for uh, obviously the bowl game. You know, to watch him uh, this. For that last for that last game of this season, but also going into a senior season, and I feel like just as a team this year, you know, we've done some we've done some really good things. Obviously, like being with Wisconsin at Wisconsin, and you know, we've we've dropped the ball in some of the games, which um, you know, in the future we just got to be able to put some of those away and and win the close ones. But overall, I feel like we've had a, a pretty good season. Obviously, coming off of uh, my senior year where we didn't even get to go to a bowl game, so that's obviously a huge success. Well, you look good in red. I didn't think I'd ever say that, but you do look good in red. And uh, <laughs> we appreciate the time, Fred, and good luck against the Bears this Sunday. Hey, man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Our thanks to Fred Warner, who joined us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Love Fred Warner. Yes. He's having a great rookie season. Yeah, man. He's you know representing for, for BYU in a time where we needed the most. And unfortunately beat my Seahawks on yes. Sunday. Ah. Go Niners. <laughs> Coming up, we spoke with BYU offensive lineman Austin Hoyt prior to practice this morning. What does he think of the Western Michigan defense? We'll ask him. And Lauren McClain is ready to give a Christmas surprise to fans of the show. 
Between the Lines is next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tune into BYU Sports Nation tomorrow as we introduce you to the newest BYU Cougars on early signing day. We will be joined by Connie Sitake as we take a look at the BYU Cougars early signing class. We'll talk to Kalani Sitake live from Boise tomorrow. It's the early signing day. Of course, there's the regular signing day in February. Uh, excited for that. I'm Jerem. He's Brian. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Let's keep it rolling with today's headlines. BYU football arrived in Boise yesterday, began preparations for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Dylan Colley says the Cougars are already winning in service. Uh, we tackled the fight for 100 for Albertsons. Uh, you know, had a nice little assembly line going to fill some bags for uh, those who need some food in this area, and uh, it was a good time, and we, we won the competition. I think that's the most important part. And winning matters more than service. <laughs> Adam Pulsfer was recognized by the bowl committee uh, with the Humanitarian Award. Awesome. Today, the Cougars lifted. They're practicing as we speak. Talk to Austin Hoyt coming up. They'll participate uh, in a winter sports day event later today. The best player in the entire universe, Taysom Hill, and the New Orleans Saints beat the Carolina Panthers 12-9. to Taysom had 17 yards on one handoff, mm -hmm. um, which I believe... It was, it was a read option, it, it, but it, he kept it. Yeah, he kept it. I mean, I, I think it was the thing that set them and gave them that momentum, just like last week when he blocked that punt. Um, to and he almost blocked them. another punt. Almost, almost again. Um, and, and the Saints, you know, now 12-2. and two, so. How about that? Yeah. How about that? BYU Women's Volleyball finishes fourth in the final ABCA coaches poll. They were 31-2. and two. Stanford won the national title. They won Nebraska 2, Illinois 3. We have good athletes here, man. Yes, we do. Kyle Consworth of the Raptors, 905 score, 20 points and grabbed 10 rebounds versus the Grand Rapid Drive. The Raptors affiliate lost the matchup. 110-105, but Jerem said that don't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, if Jimmer's team loses, it's like, who cares? He scored 48. Don't matter. I really don't care. <laughs> Whatever. He's not paid to win. He's paid to score. Uh, Christmas is exactly one week away. BYU Sports Nation, we have some of the best fans in the world. We really ap appreciate you watching, listening, weighing in on the program. We love it. In the spirit of the holidays, we wanted to give back to a couple uh, of our favorites. Lauren McLean is in the house to tell us more about that. Yes, hey, Brian, what's up? What's I'm, up man? It gets me in the Christmas spirit just seeing you on here. You know, I wish I could say the same today. I usually it does, but I'm kind of. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, I wish I could say the no, same about I, you. No, no. <laughs> I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit jaded about and heartbroken about the horror and lore type thing. You know, I thought we had something special, but. We, you know. Hey, there, we got so much I, time no, left no, between the lines. No, you know, know, it's a weekly segment, right? Uh, like, yeah, we do this every single week. It's okay. Like in June, there's lots of time. Look, I was going to tell you a surprise. I just like to spread the love. Baby shower and everything. I was gonna make Jaren. I was that. gonna make Jaren pay for it. <laughs> no. Nope. Mm -mm. Can we still do that? I want to know what the theme's gonna be. Anyway, you never have enough diapers. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. I'll I'll accept those. Let's move on, shall we? So Ruth and Mike Strain are two of the biggest BYU fans that you will ever meet. They always stay loyal through the good and the bad. We need more BYU fans like that. And what's even crazier is they have never missed an episode. Of BYU Sports Nation. I don't even know if any of us I've can say that. No, I missed Sports a few episodes. Yeah, I yeah. know. So we wanted to show our appreciation and give them a little Christmas surprise. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. We're about to meet Mike and Ruth Strain. They're huge BYU Sports Nation and Between the Lines fans. They think they're just getting a tour of the building by me. But we got a surprise in store for them. Let's go. Here we go. Let's go meet him. 
Hi, Ruth. <laughs> nice to meet you in person. Thanks for inviting Yes, and this is your husband, Mike, I'm assuming. Nice to officially meet you. How long have you guys been BYU fans? Forever. Forever. Just forever. And she also so, designed our bathroom, and it's got BYU stuff all over. Everywhere. In our house, we will serve the Lord and cheer for the BYU Cougars, the Strain family. <laughs> I love it. Well, welcome to BYU Broadcasting. Now we're going to take you really behind the scenes. <gasps> cool. Here we go. So these are all the different camera angles. So the director will know which, which one to go he to. Wants to go to. Yep. We're just loving it. Okay, we're going to take you into the studio. Oh, it's bigger than it looks on TV. Should we be laying on the and floor? Hanging on your wall? <laughs> BYU needs more friends like the strains. Okay, so now we're gonna take you into Studio B, which is where oh, we're BYU Spencer Sports and them do. <gasps> They're in there. Oh, there's Jason. Come on in. Hey, hey. <laughs> How you doing? Come on in here. Oh, we get to and these two seats are for you. <gasps> oh my gosh! I get to see Spencer nice and Jim. Hi, Ruth. How are you? Spencer, oh, we love watching you. It's like your family. <laughs> we have been watching you guys since you started. So now you're gonna be interviewed. <gasps> oh no! We've got some goods. Oh really? <laughs> Christmas, we've so got we've got gifts for you. Oh wow! Some BYU Sports Nation swag bags. Yeah. And inside one of those bags uh, are four tickets to the BYU Basketball Santa Clara game and a parking pass. You've got BYU Sports Nation socks, you've got shirts, you've got tickets. You've even got the socks? Yep. This is so exciting. We love BYU swag, if you can't tell. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't tell. What do you think of Studio B? I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Where do you throw the football all the time? This direction. We can simulate that right now if you want. Jason, you ready? <laughs> he's, in, he's in trouble. I got it. Yeah. There it is. Oh! Almost got nice it, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> well, well, you didn't expect this today, probably, right? You thought no. you were getting a tour? No. Yeah, yeah we, we did. A tour. Oh, this is the ultimate tour. This yeah. is. Oh, he's been really down because he's been sick, and he says, "Oh man, I just need something to cheer me up." And when they said we could do this, I said, oh, "My husband, Mike, he needs it." So, I did. There he is. Do you have a, a most memorable moment from the show, a favorite part? Oh, we just love you too so when you get going at each other <laughs> and disagreeing on stuff. It's pretty fun. The back and forth is yeah, a real perfect. thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't miss it. If we miss it, it's like, oh, what did they say today? <gasps> We've got to find it. We can't, we can't let you leave the desk until you try on a few pair of uh, the blue goggles. Oh, yeah. Oh. Do that. You got. <laughs> there we go. You look fantastic. Merry Christmas from BYU Sports Nation. Oh man, I love those two. Thanks to Ruth and Mike Strain for coming in and sharing some of their BYU spirit with us. BTL is taking a little break until January 8th for the holidays, so we'll see you then. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL. Yeah, it was fun to see them come in and so be so excited about it. They were you know, they were ecstatic to be here. It was great. They really were. I love fans like that. I hope there are more out there. It was like when Brian comes. I don't every, every Yeah, I'm day. not sure what Brian's doing. It was like when but, Brian uh, saw Har and Lar. He was just like, What? He he's like, Oh, I love this I segment. Like, I was so mad. You had 
former teammates. Everybody was there, man. 2019, 2010. <laughs> it's true. You had Milosevic. That's what I said. I actually text, texted the 2011 team. I said, everyone come except for Brian. I, I, dude, so, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Massive Show up at the RB. You have a Slack channel, I think, with every roster, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I, I was like, they're not even employees. Like, <laughs> like what's going on? I'm confused. He's, this segment was totally something different, and he came back to this, but that's good. <laughs> Came back to Iron Lord. We're still, playing the oh. piano music because you're so. I'm still jaded, man. I'm so sad. Brian, Brian there's gonna be more episodes. We'll get you on. You were like a sister to me. I didn't know like, you played basketball. We were, we were closer than than that, you know. Like his and, high school just, career. Brian wasn't had in back and I was trying always, to save you because I didn't know you played basketball. You always had, you know, you know how I feel about that. It's the they don't let me on the court. You gotta be five seven to be on the court. Yeah. Five seven up league. Thanks guys. Thank you. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Our question of the day, did BYU football overachieve, underachieve, or achieve this season? Uh, Tom Homo has weighed in on Twitter. We will get to that coming up in the next segment. But first. Also, um, well, we've already talked about Kyle Collinsworth and Mr. Double Double himself yeah. in the G League. But did Elijah Bryant do him one better? Mm. Find out coming up. And is it weird to be back in Boise for the football team? Austin Hoy joins us from Treasure Valley after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Coach Rose, Zach Salius, and Andrew May join Greg Rebell to discuss Cougar hoops today at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Buzzer-beating loss against UNLV, a big game with San Diego State coming up Saturday. We'll break it all down tonight. Please, BYU please do that for me. With Dave Rose. Sorry. Context, San Diego State offered you and then took the scholarship away? Yeah, I took my scholarship away. So then you came to BYU, and, and now you're on uh, yep. the show. I'm on the show. Now I'm with you fine people. Awesome. I, you know, blessings. Yes. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Earlier this morning, we spoke with senior offensive lineman Austin Hoyt, who is the only senior on that starting uh, offensive line um, in Boise. They're on a tight schedule. You'll see just how tight that is at the end of this interview. Okay, Austin, uh, how was your morning lift? It was great. Yeah, no, we got here over to the facilities, got all the major important lifts done, and now most of us are dressed and ready for practice. What's the important lifts for you guys? I know for me as a, as a corner, it was uh, biceps and triceps. Curls for the girls. <laughs> yeah. For ours, we did uh, power cleans, front squats, and bench press today. So, so it was a light day. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. We got in there. We were like, wow, we're doing everything today. How was the bus ride to Boise? It was good. Yeah, for the most part, guys just relaxed, took naps, watched movies. Uh, my wife and I had our five-month-old on the bus, and that went well. We're glad he was able to have a good time. So That's good. When you say that went well, I can't tell if you're sarcastic <laughs> or not there. What? When you say that went well, I can't tell if he was crying the whole time or not. <laughs> but luckily only for a few minutes. Yeah, so. I've got a five-month-old. I know how it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yesterday you guys bagged food and had a competition with Western Michigan. You apparently won. Uh, so congratulations on being 1-0 and already this week against the Broncos. Um, <laughs> what did that you. mean to you guys to get out there and help uh, serve the community right away? That was, I think, my favorite part of the week so far. I think any time you can just go give service to people in need and be able to provide uh, manual labor that they wanted 
was a great opportunity. So that was definitely the highlight highlight of the week so far. Awesome. What's what's the the vibe of the team right now? Um, you know, as you guys have finished the season and you know you head into the to the postseason, and, and what are some of the differences that you guys are seeing? I think just for everyone, I think everyone's happy to have gotten finals pretty much out of the way. And now that we're up here, I think everyone's just excited to be able to focus in on continuing to get ready for Western Michigan and being able to focus and get ready for the game this weekend. So I think everyone's really excited to be able to play again and be able to play together with this team one last time. Are you finished with finals? Uh, yes, I am. Congratulations. And most, nice. most guys are. so Nice. And is this your final academic semester, or do you have one more? Uh, final academic semester, yep. So you're done. Good for you, yeah. Congratulations, good, good for you, man. man. Yeah. Round of yeah, applause. Man, yeah, yay, very nice. Yay. Yeah, we're clapping for that's, you. That's, yeah. that's rare for <laughs> athletes. You. And and most players have one game left in the season. You actually have two because you're playing in the East-West Shrine game on January 19th. So you got to yes, make sure you're uh -huh. ready for that as well. Congratulations. That's a big deal. The East-West yeah. Shrine's like one of the best, if not the best game. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Appreciate that. So what's it it's like uh, preparing for Western Michigan and, and um, you know, what, what would you say you got you expect from the defense, um, you know, as you've been watching film? Um, they're, a, they're a solid defense. I think they do well getting off the ball. They run around and play hard, and I think they'll be a good challenge for us this week, and we're doing all we can to just be ready to prepare for them, so. Is it weird being back in Boise playing on the blue again against a team that's the Broncos? Uh, it is a little weird. Just kind of being here, we drove past the stadium, and I was like, oh, I feel like we were just here. This is weird. <laughs> what would you say is um, the, 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 the gifts that you are most excited to receive? And I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen or got to you know, have a little sneak peek of, of that uh, – part yet but um if you have yeah. what, what would what would you say you really are eyeing right now um i think for me one second i think we're actually going to go to practice so okay we, we you gotta go well we, we understand right. you gotta go you we'll gotta go you austin good luck have fun at practice thank you you gotta go you gotta go you know like if practice starts you get you gotta bounce that's a good man because i would have stayed on the phone talking <laughs> <laughs> He's punctual, yeah. So uh, they're practicing as we speak in Boise. Good luck to Austin Hoyt and uh, the whole team this week, full of activities at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Cougars in Western Michigan coming up Friday. Uh, Countdown to kickoff live at 3 Eastern time. BYU Radio's coverage at 2 Eastern time. So our question of the day is, did BYU football overachieve, underachieve, or achieve this season? But we put out a question and discussion uh, in What's Trending uh, asking about what's the highlight of the season. And we talked about how, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo told Jeff Call of the Deseret News that it was the first half against Utah, the 20 to nothing lead. Right. So Tom Homo saw the Insta clip that we put out on Twitter, the video, and has responded on Twitter, uh, quoting that tweet, saying the following, quote, Brian's right. I didn't answer the question very well. Thoughts were in other direction. Obviously, Wisconsin was a great win and the highlight of the season. First half of the last game was our best half of the year, all things considered. Next question, please. <laughs> so I think, Tom, I think Tom's saying, yeah, I, th I thought that Wisconsin was highlight of the year, but I was going to yeah. say besides that, that's yeah. how I interpret it. I mean, I, I, think, I think going back to what I said originally, um, anybody that is a competitor and has, has passion and understands, you know, big picture of football can, can kind of understand what he was saying, right? Which is why, you know, we, I kind of came and said, look, 
that's just the best half. However, highlight, right, the highlight of the year um, is Wisconsin. And, again, my criteria is what? How how long is something, right? How long do I have th- this good feeling for? You know what I'm saying? It's like and it was like two weeks with Wisconsin. <laughs> that's the, it was until the Washington game. Yes. And that and that, that and it kind of undid the good of in a way of yeah, that game. But we're always gonna remember that win against Wisconsin. Always. I don't always. discredit that that's the best half of the year, but yeah, I thought BYU played a tremendous first half. Unfortunately, BYU didn't finish the deal. Um, so that that kind of goes into moral victory territory. Right. And I don't want to laud that too much because that acknowledges you're not good enough. And BYU's lost eight in a row to Utah, and it, it felt like the streak was going to end. I mean, at halftime, I don't know how you felt, Brian, but I called Spencer, and I was like, I can't believe this is happening, but I'm still a little nervous. Man. And unfortunately, that nervousness was valid I honestly, in the second half. And Wisconsin, BYU uh, pulled it out. Dramatic, I, awesome victory. I, st- I stopped paying attention like from an analyst perspective because I, I was just enjoying I was like, we're about to win this. And I, dude, we were, <laughs> we, usually when, when the fans come, right, we, we go in the green room and we watch because, you know, we're, we're taking notes. We're talking for postgame, yada, yada, yada. But I was like, man, let's go. Let's go, let's go out and, and sit with the, with the fans. And we were high-fiving fans. And it, it was it was, it was fun, man. It was fun. And so – um, as things started kind of going the other way, I was, you know, I was, I, I kind of told David, I was like, look, I, I didn't really expect them to, to come out and win in the same, in this way. And, and, and this is just kind of typical BYU in regards to, um, you know, certain games or big moments or whatever the case is. But, but I think your moral victory where, where it comes is that BYU can compete at a high level, um, you know, talent versus and, talent. And BYU did that in every game but Washington. It, it, exactly. So, so I, and, I, and Utah State, I would argue. I, I would take. We ended up being a ten-win team. I would say. I would take. I would take moral victories as a tool for learning to say, okay, we 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 were able to do this, but why couldn't we sustain it for whatever reasons? Right. And, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to celebrate moral victories because that's an acknowledgement of you're not good enough. But maybe maybe you say, hey, we build off that, right? Right. BYU could have won that game they, and probably should have won that game. And guess what? That is absolutely the highlight of the year. Supersedes Wisconsin if BYU beats Utah. Very absolutely. True. And Very BYU true. was, you know, 15 minutes away from that. Well, you know what, um, Jerem? BYU is 1-0 and already in postseason play against Western Michigan. Michigan. Uh, the festivities began for Boise yesterday. Yes, they did. We'll tell you about it. And BYU's Mr. Triple-Double goes for a double-double last night. It's in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Shout-out to today's guest, Fred Warner and Austin Hoyt. It was awesome. If you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com to view full episodes. Dennis, I'm not going to lie to you, man. You're a band of brother. They got time for you. They just choose not to every No, no, no. We had, like, Lauren and Fred. Not, no, we, had we had no time. time. We had no, time. No, no, we had we no time. We said Dennis or Lauren. I chose I chose you, Dennis. Har and Laura. That's what we really choose. Mm. Should we whip it? Let's go next. Yeah, next. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. <laughs> football. BYU football arrived in Boise yesterday and began preparations for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. The Cougars beat Western Michigan in a meal-packing competition as part of the Tackling Hunger Project. Adam Pulsford was recognized by the bowl committee with the Humanitarian Award. Today, the Cougars lifted. They're practicing right now. They'll participate in a Winter Sports Day event later today. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints beat the Carolina Panthers 12-9. Hill ran the ball one time in the game for 17 yards and helped the Saints advance their record to 12-2 on the season. 
Volleyball. The women's volleyball team finishes fourth in the final ABCA coaches poll. BYU finished the season 31 and 2, winning the final four. Uh, Stanford, Nebraska, Illinois, 1 2 3 in the final poll. Cougars in pro hoops. Kyle Consworth of the Raptors 905 scored 20 points and grabbed 10 rebounds versus the Grand Rapid Drive. Raptors affiliate lost to match up 110 to 105, and Jerem say it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But w- winning matters, but uh, it's not BYU. It's the Raptors 9 to 5. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Elijah Bryant scored 28 points, pulled down nine rebounds in an 88 70 Hopewell Elliott win over Galil Gilboa in Israel. Whoa. Today's rise and shout goes to the BYU football team, already 1 0 against Western Michigan after winning the food packing competition yesterday. And according to Dylan Colley, uh, winning that more important than anything else. Our question of the day Did BYU <laughs> football overachieve, underachieve, or achieve this season? At Stutz underscore Michael underscore D on Twitter. My initial thought was BYU would be a 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five team this year. And look right there. Uh, of course, there were games that were close. Everyone hopes they could have pulled out the win. Being in those games will help us earn a few more wins next year. They met my expectations this year. Mm. BYU uh, has Achieved. a better record. They're back in a bowl game. There's certainly progress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's debatable whether it was a successful season or not. I, I think there was success. Uh, and hopefully next year with a sophomore Zach Wilson and company, BYU can build on that and uh, hopefully just, do more. Just continue to build, man. Little things, you know, will get you to the ultimate goal, which is national championship. Okay, you know we what? We go into the ship. We go into the where, ship. Where are those goggles? Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. The elite voice of the day is presented alert. by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Kooks today on Instagram. Definitely achieved to go from 4-9 to possibly 7-6 and six in a year. I find that pretty good, especially with an almost entire freshman offense. And I think we can expect more wins next year. So what would the, what, what would the way to early expectation next year be? How many wins right now? 7? 8? 8. 12? What? 8. I said 10. Wow. I'm gonna let you know when we go to the ship, you can't come. You can't be on here for nothing. I'll be producing. No, that'll be a negative. The conversation (laughs) continues 24 7 on Twitter, the gram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Like the independent coverage championship? (laughs) For Lauren and Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Clayton Odom. Go Cougs. We'll see you tonight, 8 Eastern, on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We going to the ship. Hey.